everybody, this is Christy and this is Flipping 30. I am here to talk to you about the good, the bad, the ugly of being in your, well actually the good, the bad, and the challenges of being in your 30s. And I have a fun co-host today, Vanessa. Hola. <laughs> How are you? Hi, hi. Thanks. Hola. Thanks for joining me in quarantine. <laughs> Thanks. Center of thirties, remember that. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> well, I am glad that you're joining me. We are going to talk about what her, uh, what Vanessa's perspective of being in her thirties mean to her, and the single ladies out there. I mean, this is something that someone you could relate to because she is in her early thirties and single and been in the dating world. So we're going to talk about that. So Vanessa. Tell me a little bit about what's your perspective of being in your 30s. Being 30 and flirty and thriving. No, um, yeah, so I have been 30 for three years now. 33. And, yeah, no, no, I've been 30 for three years now. And I, I plan on, you know, riding that wave for, you know, as long as I can. Um, The first year of the early 30s, the first year of 30, I I didn't really notice. It was more, you know, hey, I'm 30 and I'm done with school finally and and licensing and and, and I'm going to get out and see the world and do all this stuff and everything that I missed out in my 20s. So 31, you know, 30, 31 was pretty good exploring, trying to explore the world. And um, my second year of 30 was, okay, trying to get my bearings. You know, when you hang with the people who drink a lot, you're like, oh, crap, you know, I need to slow it down a little bit. So... Not drink a lot, you know what I mean, but (laughs) (laughs) drink more than I used to. Um, But then my third year of the 30s, that's when... You're yellowing it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, stuff starts feeling a little weird in your back, and like you stop buying as many clothes, and you start buying like back pillows and air fryers and, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I can relate. Specials, special soap. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so I, you know, at, at first you don't notice it. And I think as it progresses, you start noticing things that are, that are changing and that didn't matter before that don't matter now, whether it's the <clears throat> little love handle that won't go away or, mm-hmm. you know, you're just want to stay in bed a little longer, so I noticed that my third year of my 30s has been a slowdown for me a little bit, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hear you. My um, 33 year is uh, acne. I never um, had acne in my life. Um, when I was a teenager, I only had like a little bit on my shoulder, um, but now it's on my face, on my forehead, on the side of the forehead, same spot over and over on my chin, and and they're like, oh, it's hormonal, hormonal, stress. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't really feel stressed. 
and I don't know like how do you control these hormones I don't know <laughs> I'm like what can I do but I feel like every year it's added 33 was acne well first 30 was lower back stiffness and then 31 was like maybe some leg and knee pain and then 33 acne now I'm 34 and it's like okay it's lower back all my my knees my feet my face, everything, everything's going wrong. <laughs> Mommy, Mommy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a granny, I yeah. need my steak. <laughs> my granny panty's not fitting. <laughs> my granny panty's not fitting, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of those. So, yeah, no, I feel you. I really do. It's, it's, it's gradually getting tougher and you know we still got a long ways to go too so you know I'm probably gonna be 50 be like damn I should have done more when I was 30 because I was killing it but yeah perspective it's definitely perspective yeah for sure with Sam um if you heard his podcast he said that he met a 50 year old and they get a second wind <laughs> right. So exactly. you know they're back to being thirty. So fifty is the new thirty. Exactly. <laughs> so with all that, I mean, so opening up with the world, traveling, and and you got to. Well, I know, like last year, the year before, you got to go to Europe and and experience new things and and all that. Yeah. So how did that change your way of thinking did it ever did it influence you at all yeah um so as a little bit of background I pretty much spent my entire 20s working and bachelor's and then master's and then CPA and by the time I hit 29 I finally got all you know done with that and I looked up and it was like, um, did I just waste my life? <laughs> like, I, I looked up, I have no friends, I've never been anywhere, I've, I've buried myself, and, um, you know, I immediately got a passport. Like, that was, you, you must have a passport. If you don't have a passport by 29, you, are, you just need to get your life together. <laughs> so... Mm-hmm. so um, or that was me personally, but I, I'd, I'd say that universally. So um, definitely experiencing new things and new cultures is just a must. I definitely, even with the age, but also experiencing different things is, is definitely, um, it's not, you know, we're, we're both from Arkansas, and so the world is very different from Arkansas. Yes. <laughs> so it's, it's it's a big world out there and you know, you need to get out and do that. And I really think that traveling, um, for the two years that I did really inevitably gave me the courage to actually be able to move by myself. Cause I was like, well, if, you know, I can go, you know, internationally with friends, then maybe I can try it myself. So I tried it myself and I'm like, well, I can do, this place on a cruise by myself I will never do that again but I have done it by myself um then why don't I go to all-inclusive resort and then after that I'm like wait well I could probably live 
somewhere else. So I think if it helps conquer a, a lot of fears that you might have or that I have personally about getting out and doing things on my own and Absolutely. making changes. Absolutely. Yeah, and for everybody, uh, a little background on Vanessa, we are Arkansas girls, and I moved to California, and she moved to Charlotte, the banking city. North, North, North Carolina. Carolina. <laughs> so how are you liking it? Uh, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... Um, very different not being close to family as you know um and the thing about east coast it is the time goes really fast it's ahead of everyone and like you wake up and get through the day and it's dark and everyone else on the other side of the world has light well behind you has light and you're in darkness I don't know it's just it's weird the time goes really really fast here and I don't really I've been here a year and I it's hard that's another thing in your 30s it's just it's a little harder to make friends yeah and you know I'm not super quiet but I'm not super outgoing you know I don't I don't just stop people and keep in mind this is the east coast so like people aren't as friendly I don't know you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. can't just stop and wave to people like you do where we're from because they'll look at you funny or they won't look at you at all. So, Definitely. Uh, yeah, so I think that was the biggest adjustment was kind of the East Coast lifestyle. And Charlotte is one of the nicer cities. Like, you know, a lot of the New Yorkers come down here and are like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. it's so friendly here. I'm like, what are you talking <laughs> about? Everyone's so rude. Like, you didn't even wave. What? what hello you know say hi when, when we're walking in Walmart I expect you to wave to me and me to wave to you even if we don't know each other like that's how we do you know what I mean so yeah for that's sure thing here yeah same here in the west coast they're not as friendly as the south and waving is they'll give you a weird look and look down and and I forget you know how cultures are different from east coast west coast to the south and then I go visit home for a week and I forget where I'm at and then uh, people will turn and they have their hands up and they'll wave and then I'm like I'll look away and then they'll give and then I look at them again and I'm like oh crap I should have waved it back because he just gave me a dirty look because it's not the culture to ignore it's like you, you if they turn they wave you glance and like nod your head or wave back like give them some kind of sign that you acknowledge them as a person they gave you a nice polite gesture and um I'm like oh yeah I'm, I'm back yeah. at home I need to like start waving smiling again because um they don't do that as much in the west coast east coast area <laughs> see, west coast, see I I'm the opposite. When I go home, I'm like, hey, 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 hey. Because talks to me here. So I get really excited. Yeah. Like, yes. I get excited. I but I get in my head. I'm like think overthinking. I'm like checked out thinking yeah. about things. So sometimes it it distracts me. It catches me off my guard. I'm like, oh, yeah. I will say, though, like Charlotte is in, has grown significantly. It's one of the top places for young professional millennials. 
And, um, you know, pre-COVID-19, it's just just development, development, growth, growth, tech, tech. Um, And I don't think, but the cost of living is not terrible. It's not like, you know, living in California and Mm -hmm. houses are expensive. You can afford, there's the houses, you can still get a a really nice $250,000 house, brand new, built. Um, So... There's, I would definitely, if I were to move again, definitely someplace where there's growth. I don't, I don't imagine myself living in Arkansas anymore just because it's just, it's so, so much slower. And I want to be somewhere where, you know, things are happening. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I be where it's happening. So, I yeah. agree. I miss home and I get homesick all the time, but I, I and I want to move home, but then a part of me doesn't because... I'm like, there's no opportunity. I'm like, I would just stay at a stagnant job until retirement. And um, Arkansas is beautiful. The people are nice. It's affordable. You know, the housing is really affordable. It's just, do you see yourself growing here? Do you see yourself um, learning new things? No. So it's, at this time in my life, it's really hard to see myself go back, even though I really want to just because I miss my parents, but a part of me is like, well, I'm going to be in that stagnant job, staying where I'm at until probably retirement, and that's not really what I want for myself, so um, go where yeah. the opportunities are. I mean, I say that now, but, you know, a lot of people end up back in Arkansas, believe it or not, so, I, I mean, I could be, you know, 60 living in the village, for Christ's sake, but, <laughs> but you never know. <laughs> Yeah, I never you know. Never, you never know. It's but home. Right now, right now, it's not for me. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I could see myself retiring there, and um, you know, my parents are there, and you know, their properties are all paid off, and I, I see myself like them retired, and you know, don't have to worry about that house or whatever payment. You just buy groceries and pay your utility bill and be done with it. I mean, I see my future doing that, but um, for right now, not not right now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that can. That's a long ways away. So yeah, I'm gonna keep living my living my best life over here. Yeah, we got time for that. So tell me about the single life being in your early thirties. The single life is the life. Now it um yeah, so it's interesting. Um, I. <laughs> How long have I been single? Uh, you know, single can become not just a status. After a while, it can mm-hmm. become just a way of life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think in part of me feels that if you didn't find someone in college or within that vicinity, uh, the way the world works now, online dating, you're just kind of like out here having fun and you're ass out. <laughs> like it's just, there's no, um, there's just, it's, it's tough. It, it's tough if you're actively out here. And I have a lot of friends who are actively online and, um, you know, it's rough out here. You know, people, it's, it's challenging. So for me, it's, hasn't been a huge focus for the past I'd say you know if you would ask me I, I was going to be single at 30 plus 3 I, I in my 20s I'm like no you know I'm, I'm going to be <clears throat> settled down 
of course. <laughs> I mean, come on. But um, <laughs> catch over here, right? But the reality is, is that the world has changed and everything's really, really fast and everything's social media and Instagram and it's like people move on to the next thing very, very quickly. Um, you know, you can't find a guy at the bookstore, you know, is there a bookstore anymore open? So um, it's, it's challenging. It, it, it really is. I, I don't think of it, honestly, I don't think about it as much anymore it's more like hey do I want to rent for the rest of my life like five years ago I I I don't I'm not buying nothing you know what I mean like I don't want to commit or anything now I'm thinking more of okay I'm single and I'm not gonna you know place a bet that something's coming around the corner next year so what else I do I got to do out here you know what I mean and a lot really like get a home or invest or you know do, right. do other things so that's kind of kind of what I'm focused on I'm not really not really worried about it if it happens it happens if it doesn't it doesn't like Pam said it's all about timing. She's like, I'm turning 36 in May, and I've been dating my boyfriend for almost a year now. And she's like, it's going well. I mean, I hope it's the one, and I hope it works out, and it's going great so far. And I'm pretty excited about him of all the boyfriends I've ever had. So hopefully he's the one, and it's all about timing. Yeah, I, I mean, I love the optimistic. I'm kind of a nut job. When it comes to that type of thing, like I'm like, yeah, let me give him a background check really quick, yes. and I'm gonna I'm gonna Google him <laughs> and see if he doesn't have two wives. Yes, at this time, <laughs> one on the east coast, one on the west coast, for sure. So. Um, I watch Dirty John and Netflix for sure. Do a background check. The older we get, the more like crazies pops up. So for sure. Let, let, Listen, you better Google him. Listen, listeners, <laughs> Google him, okay? Yeah. W- women and men, I'm not trying to be, you know, to be sexist or anything, but, you know, it, it's a little, it gets a little ratchet out here, so or you better Google, Google him. So. <laughs> Google him, Google her, make sure you do a background check. How many husbands, yeah. how many wives, how many baby mamas, daddies out there? Listen, I am not even kidding. One time, I don't even know why I did this, but I just Googled him. I think someone, someone, just someone recommended, a guy recommended, was like, you better Google him. I Googled him, and he was a registered sex offender. And oh. I was like, what the? Thank God you Googled him. I was, after that, and like I said, I'm not not really online or anything, but all I'm saying is this was a normal encounter. You don't know people. Like, seriously, you don't yeah. know what people hiding. Mm-hmm. Google them is all I'm saying. So did you meet that person from online or? No. I, uh, from, a, okay, a restaurant. If we were a friend of a friend in a restaurant, he was working at a restaurant. Gotcha. And just, you know, knew him through some friends. But, uh, well, it, 
more than that. It was everything. He said he had one kid and he had like four. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, our dog can get pretty ratchet. So that, that's just, you know, maybe it's not a typical story, but maybe it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> he, um, and yeah, he- it's just he smoked undercover and, and yeah, that was wild. But it's your experiences that, make you more aware I haven't tried the online dating I um I've only done the bumble and bumble friends and it was so awkward so a crazy story I was like you know what I want to get out and meet some new friends but uh, I I start putting a profile up and you're just swiping, and you you when they don't write anything, you have to be like, mm, I don't know if I'd hang out with her. Swipe, yeah. Mm, she's kind of cute. Swipe, you know what I mean? Yeah, I I, it's I shared weird. my story. I felt like I was you know dating for friends. I'm like, okay, she looks like someone I would click with. Yeah, I like her. Um, no, I don't like her. She's got too much activities going on about fitness right. and all and I'm like well I don't want someone to criticize me because I really have a major sweet tooth <laughs> well you know I'm not a cat person which I mean I I'll, I love your kitties you know what I mean and, and nice. everything but I, if they had a bunch of cats I'd probably be like no <laughs> I have dogs how many or is too much bunch- cats because I have two <laughs> I mean, I don't know. She had a bunch of, you know, cat people. She had a lot. She's out rescuing all of them. And and then, uh, you know, too many kids. No, I don't have any kids. You know what I mean? So it's it's basically judging a book by a cover. There's this one girl, though, where I was like, oh, she looks really cool. So I messaged her. And one of my friends was like, you know, you should invite her out right away. I was like, what do I do? Do I ask her out on a drink? This is weird. Yeah. And I ended up inviting um, her to out and a friend came with me. Um, And then we were talking and she's like, yeah, I, I live with my girlfriend and we're like oh my gosh go bring her we want to meet her too well her her friend her girlfriend was so high maintenance she was just like you know and i get when you're a wine connoisseur but she's like do you have wine from napa 2015 and this was before i had been to napa so now i'm that way i'm like wait do you have the (laughs) napa wine (laughs) but anyways i say all that to say she was um kind of like tired of her girlfriend got it so she was looking for a different girlfriend and so she wasn't looking for a friend but a girlfriend yeah yeah and I wasn't ready you know what I mean like I didn't you know so I was like this is so hard I mean I wasn't I I wasn't ready for the online experience yeah um so she's great like super cool but I was actually a little scared of her girlfriend like her girlfriend looked like she, she would track somebody down so yeah yeah that was that was my online BFF experience so hadn't, hadn't done it again yeah so, I yeah. haven't been on it in a while I mean my first time on it 
I got to meet two good people on it, and um, Teresa and I, like, we matched, and then she's like, oh, do you want to meet at a restaurant here in Irvine? I'm like, for drinks, and I'm like, sure, why not? And then we clicked right away, and then I clicked right away with another girl, and then my I was like, okay, but everybody has busy lives, and and working all the time and nobody I need more than just two friends so I stayed on it and then got a lot of different crazies like oh I don't want to meet or I'll oh, just want someone to chat with I'm like well I got Facebook for that so I mean just chat with your Facebook friends if you want a social media friend <laughs> I'm like I'm here to make like real good friendship where I can actually see them after work or you know make my own community um, but uh, after talking you better, to you better Google her, girl. Yeah, after talking to so <laughs> many, um, I just gave up and deleted the app, and and just now it's quarantine, so it doesn't really matter. Everybody's virtual, anyways. So I'm like, I can keep my old friends now. So <laughs> yeah, it's socially acceptable to not talk to people. So <laughs> mm-hmm. so you know, winning over here, because it's, you know, sometimes it's pressure, sometimes you feel like you're missing out on something, um, so, but, you know, hey, quarantine life, I know, I haven't been preparing for this for a long time, apparently, yes, you have, this is natural for you, like, this is, yeah, you you know me, (laughs) you're not in the house, you you go in hiding. Sometimes I worry about you. Even with Sam's like, oh, have you heard from Vanessa? And I'm like, no, I haven't. He's like, well, you should message her and check check on her. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to, because you on, you get quiet for a while. <laughs> you go into she's hiding. She's on her, her couch with her dog and her snuggie, living her best life. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you ever want to do virtual happy hour or. Um, play games and do Zoom. They have all these fun games now where you feel like you're socializing uh, together, but you're not. (laughs) Well, you are my one friend that keeps me on my toes. So, you know, I'm always willing to try something new when Christy calls. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Thanks for podcasting with me. I appreciate your time and ability and wanting to do this. Not everybody's comfortable with talking about their lives or themselves, but hey, I mean, it's for, I mean, it's just talking and whoever can connect can connect. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's fun and, you know, it's fun to hear everyone's story is a little different but it's also everyone's kind of going through the same thing I think too a little bit of the same with different circumstances but right um, yeah definitely similar stories I love listening to podcasts I'm like uh listening to people's stories their life their background and I don't know it just helps put me at ease yeah great it's there it's there yeah well, that's up for our time for the day. I really appreciate you and your time, and thanks for being my co-host for this week. Thank you. It was fun. All right. Well, bye, guys. Take care, stay safe, and be healthy. Mm-hmm.